Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Stuff You Should Know is brought to you by Visa. We all have things we like to think about. Online fraud shouldn't be one of them. Because with every purchase, Visa prevents, detects, and resolves online fraud. Safe, secure, Visa. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Josh Clark here with Chuck Bryant, pair of staff writers from HowStuffWorks.com. How's it going, Chuck? Good, Josh. Just a pair of pair writers. I see you're still rocking your Braves cap even after you said, eh, I'm not so sure I'm watching anymore this season. Uh, yeah, but the hair's getting long. So. You're, well, I just <laughs> thought you were going to say you're a true fan. I am a true fan. So, uh, Chuck, you know, the Braves might not be doing that well. It's almost like they've lost their will to survive. That's a really great setup, Josh. Thank you very much, Chuck. <laughs> uh, you know that if they have lost their collective will to survive, that is flying in the face of evolution. It is. In the in opinion of many. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, we are wired f- for survival. Yeah, I believe we are. I think you should uh, give the example of the Japanese hiker uh, Mitsutaka Yuchi Koshi. I love that guy's name. Yeah, he's great. He's a good guy. Uh, this was just a couple of years ago, and... Uh, this guy was hiking with his friends in western Japan, uh, went off, I think he went to go down the mountain by himself for some reason, and he tripped, as good as they can tell is, he tripped, mm-hmm. was knocked unconscious. The last thing he says he did was fell asleep in a grassy field. And uh, you might say to yourself, what's the big deal? <laughs> the big deal is he woke up 24 days later. Yeah, he was awakened by uh, rescue workers, Rescue right? workers, Who 24 days later. 24 days later, he was unconscious supposedly the whole time the whole time he uh when they found him he was a, a cool 71 degrees fahrenheit which is basically the uh temperature of a, an average corpse right that has not been refrigerated right his uh, his organs were almost completely shut down almost no heartbeat and uh he lived because they surmised that he almost went to a state of hibernation like a yeah. bear would yeah so uh, even though we're not supposed to be able to do that no we're definitely not supposed to be able to do that and as i've tried I have two. Yeah. Actually, I usually do it every winter, but it, unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. I can rarely get my body temperature down that low. 79 is the lowest I've ever gotten. Right. And that took a lot of willpower, I too. Bet. So, um, yeah, you use this guy as an example in your article, Are Humans Wired to Survive? Uh, and I think it's a sterling example. I, 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 we are um, seemingly programmed to continue to live, to right. protect our genes, to protect our offspring, um, and you give some great examples. This is one of those wonderful articles where somebody in one of our editorial brainstorm meetings came up with this idea. It was based on zero research. Right. Um, when I was doing supplemental research for this podcast, I went on and typed in humans wired survive nothing. There's nothing out there. Right. There's no study that this was based on. It was Chuck using his own brain and, you know, <laughs> drawing all of these conclusions from existing, uh, data. And I thought it was beautiful. Chuck. Right. I appreciate that. You know, when I, when I went to do this research, I did the same thing you did and I really didn't find much and nothing. I decided that really the only way to research if we're actually wired naturally to survive is to see what human instincts we naturally have that we don't think about. Yeah. They're just in us that help keep us alive. And, and not just instincts. You also mentioned biological processes like our old friend, fight or flight. Right. Chuck, I, I wrote an article on the theory of everything, and it was about this guy who uh, figured out these this uh, Lee group, this really mind-boggling math uh, that, that was the answer to everything. It was the right. underlying cause. 
I think just based on our podcast, the fight or flight response is the theory of everything. Right. We always come back to it. Yeah, it does come up a lot. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go over it one more time real quick, shall we? Sure. Okay, so basically you're confronted with danger. Your uh, brain releases uh, or sends signals for your body to release uh, hormones like adrenaline, uh, which act on your cells, and basically uh, energy is taken from digestion and put towards enlarging your pupils, increasing your respiration, mm-hmm. your heart rate, basically getting you ready to either, you know, pound somebody or run away from a pounding. Right. And the fact that this happens involuntarily, that we don't have to think about it, that you can't really control it even if you do try to think about it. No, because people try to and you can't. Right. It's, it's That that in and of itself is kind of evidence for, for survival based at the very least on Darwin's theory of evolution, which, which right. is very much about... Well, almost all about natural selection, right? Right. And uh, you want me to tell everybody yeah, please. what that is? Natural selection is really a pretty basic concept, and I can illustrate it to you guys like I did in my article. Let's say you have uh, red worms and brown worms, and over time, um, birds decide they really like to eat these red worms, so they keep eating red worms, and then they just start reproducing less and less. The brown worms are not getting eaten, so they're reproducing more and more. Right. And over time, the red worms dwindle until... Eventually, they could go away completely. Right. So only the strong survive, and that's kind of the basis of old Chucky Darwin's whole uh, thing. Exactly, and fight or flight is almost physical evidence of that. Right. Yeah. So, so what are some other examples that you gave? Well, there's one. Uh, actually, there's so many. Um, babies crying. Yeah, that was, a, that was a cool one. A one way we're wired because a lot of baby, or actually most babies in the animal kingdom, are born. Um, with a little bit of ability. I mean, a newborn horse will stand up and be running around within the hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharks are born underwater, and they're pretty much on their own right. from the moment they're born. Uh, human babies are really the only ones that are born kind of defenseless. Yeah. So a baby's cry is just their natural instinct uh, to keep alive, telling mom and dad, hey, this is what I need, or I need something. And uh, it's further evidence in the fact that you, they, they can change the volume and the pitch of their cry depending on how urgent their needs are. Yeah. So that's hardwired, buddy. Yeah, well, uh, another example that you gave was <clears throat> that we have been shown to be able to visually recognize changes in our our environment. Yeah, that's more, cool. And it, with living things more than inanimate objects. Right. And I actually, I was looking into that. And uh, I found that there was a 2005 Arizona State study that suggests that that very um, instinct to pick up living things uh, may actually tie into modern prejudices. You want to hear about that? Yeah, this is news to me. My yeah, this, it's it's, it's kind of cool. Um, although it's basically just, you know, I'm sure there's some neo-Nazi group that's picked it up to, you know, use it as evidence that we shouldn't mix races or something stupid like that. Right. Um, but basically what the Arizona State researchers postulated was that we, um, since we're programmed to recognize changes in our environment, and we used to live in these small tribes of people that looked a lot alike, right. um, anytime we saw somebody who didn't look like the rest of us, we usually perceive them as a threat. Right, that makes sense. And even though we don't live in tribes anymore, this you know relic of tribal living or hunt- hunting and gathering um, still remains and explains modern prejudices. Why you know people are xenophobic and racist and all that. And uh, right, anything that's not like you is is threatening. Exactly. And I thought I thought that was pretty interesting that it tied into that, yeah, that instinct, that survival instinct of visually recognizing organic changes in the in the environment right yeah 
Uh, I've got another one if we... I, I want to hear it, Chuck. Good. Uh, there was a study that the BBC did uh, for the television program called Human Instinct. It was really kind of cool that I watched. And uh, this isn't the most scientific study, as you've pointed out to me in our in our downtime. I wasn't going to say it, Chuck. But it is pretty cool nonetheless. Um, you know, humans are born with an immune system, and there's different genes that, that indicate what kind of immune system we have. You know, you might be better at fighting off... Uh, the common cold, I might be better at fighting, fighting off, uh, yellow fever. People have these immune systems and, um, the theory is that you want to pick out a partner for reproduction that has a different immune system than your own. Right. Because you'll have babies that are more robust against a wider range of sickness and uh, disease. And they've proven this, uh, by the fact that, or by the theory that people, uh, do this through their nose. They actually smell rather than visually mm-hmm. when uh, they're picking out a reproductive partner. And how did they prove this? I love this this test. Yeah, they uh, they got the the show's host, and they got these six women at the uh, University of Newcastle, six lookers, I'm sure. to uh, sleep in the same T-shirt two nights straight. They put each of their T-shirts in a jar, and uh, you know they had the blood work done before to see what kind of immune system they mm-hmm. all had. And then this uh, show's host sniffed all these shirts and put two aside that he found the most pleasing to his nose, and then two aside that he found the least pleasing, and then the other two, I guess, he could take it or leave it. Yeah. And interestingly enough, it supported the results. Uh, the findings, they, the two that he liked the most shared zero of the same uh, genes, immune system genes, as he did. And the two that he uh, did not like shared the most. Five out of six were the same. Wow. So this kind of indicates that we, we smell around for a good partner that will effectively leave us with robust babies that will keep the human race going. You know, uh, the reason I find it unscientific is because you can't go wrong with girls from the University of Newcastle. Like you said, right. they're all lookers. Go fighting brown ales. Um, but the, this whole concept of um, of creating, uh, wanting innately to create more robust offspring, it kind of jibes with um, Richard Dawkins' theories. Have you heard of him? No. Not the family feud host. Okay. Uh, that was guy, Richard Dawson. Right. This okay. is Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Um, and they're often confused. They kind of look alike a little really? bit. They used to party together in sure. the 70s. Uh, Richard Dawkins is a uh, zoologist. And uh, just based on his observations and some studies of that kind of thing, he uh, concluded that the human body, and us in general, are just kind of these um, mindless vehicles for genes. That it's really um, our genes that are interested in survival and we get our instincts from, you know, our genes and our genetic makeup, that kind of thing, which command our cells, which in turn basically make us do all the things that we do or carry out all the processes that we're supposed to carry out. Right. Uh, and, and basically the, the, our entire point of existence is to protect and pass along this genetic line. As if we were wired to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, thrilling. It's proof enough for me. Agreed. So uh, I think everybody would be very well off to go read Chuck's article, Are Humans Wired to Survive? on HowStuffWorks.com. Don't you agree, Chuck? I, I hope so. And stick around to find out how you can get $600 from Charles Bryant right after this. Stuff You Should Know is brought to you by Visa. We all have things to think about, like, say, what's the best site to buy a new leather jacket? Or whether to buy the 3 or 6 megapixel camera? But thankfully, we don't need to think about online fraud, because for every purchase you make, Visa keeps an eye out for fraud with real-time fraud monitoring, and by making sure you're not liable for any unauthorized purchases. How's that for peace of mind? 
Safe, Secure, Visa. Okay, so thanks for sticking around. I don't blame you. I could use $600. Chuck, where's this influx of cash coming from? Josh, is coming from your own pocket, dude. How so? Well, it's called the economic stimulus check that everyone uh, received not too long ago from uh, President Bush. And uh, I had a hard time getting worked up for that personally because it's kind of our money to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I chipped in one two hundred and sixty millionth of that $600. Right. Getting so out. thanks for giving us back our own money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's kind of a thing. But um, I guess the real question is, are you actually going to hand this over to one of our listeners or me? I'm not. But the real question is... <laughs> Does that really make a difference in our economy? I don't know, but uh, I know our colleague Jane McGrath actually wrote an article called uh, Can Tax Rebates Really Prevent an Economic Downturn? I would advise anyone interested in the answer to that question to go read it on HowStuffWorks.com, wouldn't you? I'm going to do it right now. Awesome. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?